Hi friends, and welcome to Break Free Stories. I'm Shannon Gleason, and congratulations for tuning in today. I created Break Free Stories because over the last many years, I've heard and witnessed stories of breakthrough, grit, and overcoming over and over again from people I greatly admire. I realized I wanted to collect all of these stories and keep them in one space to inspire more freedom for others in my life, coaching circles, and the audience here, which means you. My own story is full of breakthroughs. I'm a single mother of four great teens, two boys, two girls, and one amazing son of mine experiences disability. I'm a trauma survivor, and I'm a contender, breaking off a lifelong battle with anxiety and food addiction and a long list of other things. Uh, I'm a business leader. I launched my own business eight years ago, and it's changed my life forever. All these breakthroughs partnered with my faith have introduced me to others with parallel incredible stories, including the Breakthrough Tribe, where our community lives out daily courage, we envision our best lives, and where we share stories of freedom and health. Today, I'm excited to introduce my friend, Leslie Begin. Leslie is a business owner, a wife, a mother to six. Did you get that? Six. And they're all girls, six incredible girls. She's a faith-filled woman of God who's using her gifts to serve others through her videos, through her website, and beginner's guides. When I met Leslie, I think it's been eight, seven, eight years ago, we became instant friends and have very similar parallel stories, and I'm excited for her to share with you today. Hi, Leslie. Welcome. Hey, Shannon, it is an honor to be here with you today. So glad to have you and just spend time with you. This is my favorite thing about doing these is I just get some time with some of my favorite people. Leslie, tell the audience here a little bit about yourself. Yeah, well, you did a good job covering the basics. Um, I I do. I have six daughters who are my joy and my fun. Um And I live in sunny Florida. We moved to the beach from our longtime residence of New Orleans uh, about a year and a half ago. And it has been a balm to my soul. Uh, We are a fun family full of adventures. Um, We have gone through some major trials, some major valleys. And we believe in living both the mountaintop and the valley experiences out loud for the benefit of others. And breaking free feels like a constant thing in my life. And so I'm just happy to be here with you today to chat more about that. I love that so much. I love what you say, living out the mountaintop and valley experiences out loud. Yeah. It's so fun to live life with truth tellers and people that share with such vulnerability and transparency because it inspires others so much so much during the hard times, but also in the good times. Sometimes it's hard to receive the good times. And you're like, you know what? This is for me. And and I love Leslie's story. And Leslie, I have a list of questions here for you. I'm just pulling them up now. Ray, you can edit that out. <laughs> I'm like, where are they? Well, you don't have to. It's okay. It's all real here. Speaking of transparency. So here, I have some questions for you. I'm super excited to hear your response. Number one, what is a habit that you had when you were younger that you were able to break? Well, when I hear the word younger, I think like teens and I'm just not going back there. So let's go six years back. Um, So that would put us 2015, 16. And my husband had a a big alcohol addiction. Um, 
I was the wife of an alcoholic and I had four kids and I became a woman who started to pray for a rock bottom for her husband and his drinking. Um, he ended up hitting rock bottom the night that he went to jail for a drinking under the influence or while intoxicated. And um, that led to me giving up a daily wine habit. I, um, a few weeks after his rock bottom, he had said to me, you know, Les, you don't have a problem with drinking. You don't need to give it up just for me. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. And I remember being out on a girl's night out with my friends and I was drinking this fresh margarita. I still like, I still think about margaritas and feel like that blanket of warmth of a margarita coming over me and that fun coming out. Um, anyway, I was drinking a margarita. It was half full and everyone's talking around me. They're having this great time. And I look down at the margarita and I am just thinking like this substance mm. almost destroyed everything that I had built. Wow. Like it almost destroyed my husband. It almost destroyed my family. It almost destroyed the life we built. And I just looked at it and I thought, this no longer serves me. I, I was the one who was like, I need to drink a wine, glass of wine at night to feel patient mm. with my kids. I, I have to have a glass of wine to enjoy bath time and bedtime and reading stories and the little kid's Bible. Um, I need to have the glass of wine to be feel sexy and flirty and fun. And I need that glass of wine mm. at night mm. to be the person that I really want to be. And so giving it up felt extremely scary mm -hmm. because I didn't know if I could learn to be that person without that substance. But I had hope in my God that he could transform me because I had seen transformations. And so with faith, in faith, I left that margarita glass half full on the kitchen table. I mean, the, the restaurant table. And I never have had a drink since. Congratulations. Thank you. Following up with that, because I'm sure there's some here that are feeling like, wow, I think that's for me. Because there are things in our life that are capable of destroying. Small things, the way that it just enters in. And for you to have the awareness of that um, is a gift from God, right? Yeah. What were some of the practical ways, the day-to-day -day ways that you stepped away from that? You know, there's different levels, right? My husband um, had to change everything. His his mentor, who he went to, literally said, you have to change everything. Like, you have to change the grocery store you go to. You have to change the gas station mm -hmm. you go to. You have to change your way home from work. Like, when he would drive across this really long bridge from New Orleans to our town, um, he had a certain way he went home to pick up a beer and enjoy it in a parking lot mm -hmm. because he kept a lot of his drinking very secret. Mm -hmm. So for him, I had already watched him have bold conversations with friends. He, he met with every friend who was his close friend who he drank with. And he said, I'm choosing a new way and I'm going to level up my life and level up my life as a man. And I need you to come with me or 
we're not going to be spending that much time together. Um, I had watched him change a ton of habits, and I watched him not just eliminate the substance, but fill his life with different substances, fill his life with different, and I'm not talking about a food or whatever, although he did eat quite a bit of pink berry frozen yogurt for a while. <laughs> and um, and LaCroix, LaCroix tends to be the beverage of choice for um, overcoming alcohol addiction. But I watched him do all of those things. He had to fill his mind with different substances. He had to create a group of men who would do this journey with him. He had to read. He had to meet with people multiple days a week. He went to AA meetings. Like I saw him change everything. And as such, when when that happened, I realized I needed to insert different habits. Mm. Um, so I needed to start drinking hot tea at night because I was used to something being in my hands. Um, I needed to start taking care of my body better during the day and take going to bed earlier. So I had the energy to develop patience at night. And I wasn't just a, you know, mom who was like fringed nerve, like frayed nerves all day. Um, I had to do practical things like when I went out with the girls, I had to order something that felt like a cocktail, mm. like sparkling water with lime on the side. I ask for my drinks in a fancy glass when everyone else is drinking. I'm like, can I have sparkling water and a champagne flute? Um, because it feels different, right? So there were practical things. And then there were some friends that were not supportive of the journey, which is mind blowing to me mind-blowing. And I had to spend less time with them. Um, so it was, it was a lot of different things that were practical. And I think that on different levels, like I didn't have a problem going to the grocery store like my husband did and passing up the alcohol aisle. So there's different levels for different people. And I think the most important thing is number one, you've got to get accountability. Mm -hmm. You have to tell some people. You need a tribe of people around you who know what you're doing. You need to tell those friends you'll go on date night with, or I mean, girls night out with that, hey, um, I'm not drinking anymore. I just want you to know. So you don't have to have anxiety about going to that event, you know? I'm like, wow, because everything that you just shared, there's so much to that. And you guys lived it out. Your marriage survived it. And I dare say, because I know you guys, your marriage is stronger because of it. But first of all, Leslie, it seems so lame, but way to go. Way to go for recognizing. Way to go. Way to go for recognizing in your life what you could do to take care of your frayed nerves in a healthier way while you're also coming along and supporting what your husband's walking through, right? Because yeah. he even gave you permission to just stay over there, right? Yeah. Although he went and had bold conversations with his man friends and said, hey, it's time to level up. But he wanted to give you that space and that freedom to make that decision for yourself. That's awesome. I mean, I, okay, you guys don't even know this couple, but I do. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not surprised. I love your husband and I love you. And I love the way that he and you have decided to share this. Um, and when when Leslie shares this story and Trey is standing beside her, 
his gaze upon her as she is speaking truth and what they walked through is just nothing but complete victory and love. And we did this and, and just total peace because um, when, when it was first shared Leslie from a stage, when I first heard it, it was kind of shocking because you guys just are such um, a beautiful couple and just seem to have it all together, which, you know, you know, no one does. Um, but for you to be so transparent and so bold on that stage, I, I was in Arizona. Um, I, people around me were like, what? And some people around me were like, is her husband okay with her revealing all that? And all I did was look at his face and I'm like, oh yeah. And I know Leslie would never, they would never, she would never go there and reveal something like that without that being decided on. I mean, that's your calling. That's your appointment, right? Um, yes. And I, can you even wonder, do you even wonder how many lives have been impacted by you guys living it out so so boldly? Um, will we ever know? No, we'll never know. And, you know, every time I share, I get messages from women who either say, I'm going through the exact same thing. My husband is deeply addicted. Thank you for speaking this out loud. And they ask me, what did you do? Yeah. And I say, number one, you can only control yourself. Right. And you can only do that on a good day, which is a quote from Danny Silk from Keep Your Love On. And then I tell them, you can pray really scary prayers. Praying for a rock bottom for somebody you deeply love is really scary. They're face down on the dirty carpet of your bedroom floor, crying out to God, scary. Praying, God, let him hit rock bottom without hurting himself or someone else. Yeah. Whatever it takes is scary. And so I have those people who ask me that. Um, there are obviously other things to do. Get help. Get a therapist for yourself. Don't worry about your spouse. You can't control them. You can't change them. Hire a therapist for yourself to walk you through this process so you're as healthy as you can be while you walk through this process. And then I have groups of women who say, I think I might have a problem with alcohol. Mm. And I say, girl, how wouldn't you? Our culture pushes alcohol on us. We live in a culture where it's wine o'clock somewhere on a t-shirt. Right. We, we work like people wear the, you know, I wake up or live off of coffee and wine. I mean, it is promoted to mothers yeah. to drink. So I meet them there and then they say, what do I do? And I say, only you can know if you have a problem. Only you. And uh, then I say, you need to get a community around you to help you. And you have to be out loud about it. It can't be a secret. And I also encourage them to really go through the process of choose a few days or a few weeks or a month or whatever. Usually it's one day at a time in the recovery community. So choose one day, maybe commit to three and see what it feels like when you take it away. And if it's very hard, you probably have a problem. 
And so just the first steps is all I can give. But yeah, so many lives, I can't even imagine the other lives, but we have people come up to us all the time saying thank you because it's not something that's talked about. It's What's promoted is very different than what we speak about. I love, and I think back to that stage when I heard you guys share it the first time and it's the power of that, um, that shocking truth that wakes people up to feel that self-check come on and it's conviction like, oh, I need to check myself. Wow, they're, they're boldly sharing this. Is there anything in my life? And that's when we start to step into awareness. And I love what you just shared too, uh, Leslie, with everything you said, like compassion for yourself, break off the shame right away. We all have to walk through things. Um, for me, it's sugar um, and just anything. So once we can break up with that, it gives us so much power and permission to just take it one day at a time. And everything that you said, we need to list it out as all the steps. And anyone who's listening here, hopefully you're taking notes. Um, and uh, it's just so, so encouraging. So encouraging. I'm so, so blessed by your story and your example. And I, I wanted to ask, because I have other questions, but you've kind of brought them into your story. So we they've already been covered. But my, my last question is, who is one person who has helped you in your journey? You and Trey or you in, in this? Um, as you can guess, there's it's really hard to make it one person because I've said multiple times you have to get community around you. You cannot do that journey alone. And I had very, while I had a couple friends where it wasn't easy for them to embrace that change with me, I had some very supportive friends who the day I learned, the night I learned in the middle of the night that I needed to pick my husband up from jail the next day, there were friends that I called who were a hundred percent supportive. What can I do? Yeah. That I didn't have to worry about feeling ashamed. Um, so I had, I, I believe in finding different levels of friendships. You need a friend who is a mentor who will call you out, who is 10 years older than you to marriage 10 years older, at least kids 10 years older. Um, and then you need friends who will sharpen you, who you're just sharpened by, who make you better, who um, you can talk about real things with. And sometimes I've hired those relationships. I, I have, like I said, we have great therapists. We had a couple who walked us through uh, the deepest, darkest days we had, um, I have a, I always have a coach that I hire. Um, I always have a therapist that I hire. Um, so I believe in a lot of help. And so it's hard to name one name because all the names and faces go through my head of who has walked us through this, um, season of life. That's been a long season, you know, you know, this comes to mind as you're sharing this, that, um, Success leaves clues and your healing and your sharing and your, your joy and your presence in the world 
besides just the the huge ways that God has blessed you and the success in all other areas of your life, friends who are listening, Leslie speaks such truth and there's so much evidence that all of her suggestions are what you want to, you know, act, you want to, you want to put them in your life. Um, getting the accountability, being willing to make changes and taking stock and um, prayer. Yeah. As a Christ follower, Shannon, I wanted to, obviously, I, I feel like I haven't given him enough credit because I know there is only one person who makes all things new. Um, and that is my God, that my heavenly father, he is the God who heals. He is, um, the God who is near, who was near to me in the darkest moments. Um, he is the one who's allowed our marriage to heal, um, and heal relatively quickly compared to others. Uh, the surrender of the brokenness to a king who is a master at putting broken pieces back together is what allows for beauty to be created. And so if you don't know Jesus, I encourage you to reach out to Shannon. Um, if you don't know that God who is near, I don't know how you do it without mm -hmm. him. And so I do want to encourage you that all of those relationships, my mentor, I, I choose them because they'll always push me back to my God and my husband. Um, they remind me why it is worth fighting this fight and contending for something instead of fighting against my husband. Um, and so, yeah, I want to give credit where credit is due. God was all throughout that entire process. And um, if not, I don't know where I would be. I don't know that we would share with strength and joy and a redemption story. Um, because I wouldn't understand what redemption actually is, redeeming what was supposed to be devoured and turning it into something beautiful is my hope and my hope for everyone listening. You guys walk so closely with the Lord that I think coming into this podcast, it was almost like assumed. So I'm so glad that we're like, wait, I want to make sure you know this because all of the suggestions that Leslie has shared that have worked for her, if they seem hard for you, the missing piece might be a personal relationship with Jesus because it is through him that we get our strength and we get our, our downloads, we get our strategy, we get our grace, all things divine that carry us through even the hardest of times. So I'm so glad you added that. And now we're going to switch over to a really fun part. Okay. Uh, we're going to do some flash questions. So I'm just going to ask you something just to answer the first thing that comes to mind. There's one, there's one hard one, but we'll see if you can the, the, the song. Anyway. Okay. Here's the first one. What is a habit? Oh no. I already asked you that one. <laughs> Wait, I have to say random fact about me. Yeah. Tell me. Senior year of high school, they kept sending me these beauty pageant like things in the mail. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to just do one of these. That would be so fun. It was a joke from our whole family and I was actually accepted and I actually won like second runner up, but the interview, this makes me very nervous. I am sweating under my armpits. I am like, my hands are wet with sweat. These questions make me very nervous because I get PTSD from that where they said, if any, if you could have dinner with anyone past, present or future, who would you choose? And I said, Amelia Earhart. I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, I won't ask you anything too hard. So I feel very nervous. My heart is palpitating. I could look at my blood pressure going up, but yeah, okay, I'm ready. Oh, I know. I can see you're getting flushed here. I, I'm red. If they could see me, I am hot you're red from my oh. chest. Look how yeah. transparent you are. Even before the questions, you're like, this is how I feel right now. I feel very scared. Go ahead. This is, good for, this is good for you. We're going to work through this. Okay. Here, we here we go. This is a really hard one. What is your favorite treat for yourself? Oh, dear God, I love the like mega stuffed Oreos dipped in milk, which I have to give up entirely because it's crack cocaine for me. I can't stop them. So they're not allowed in my house or they have to leave into the trash can if they do come in. Guilty pleasure. Good, good, good. Okay. And what is a song that you love to blast when you want to feel free? Um, we, we love Andy Grammer in my house and literally he was our COVID freedom soundtrack. So uh, there are so many songs by Andy Grammer that are just our songs. And when I say our songs, it's my girls and I, like we love Andy Grammer. So anything Andy Grammer, that's not a real answer, but it's my answer. I love it. I'm going to, I'm going to listen to him today. Good. Yeah. If you had a hundred dollar gift card to anywhere, where would it be? A little boutique. I like supporting small business owners, especially like where they have give back brands like Able, which is a great brand where it's great leather goods. So I have a little boutique here called Oko and they have these like great give back brands, which make my heart happy. So I feel good about shopping. I love this so much. And what is a place that makes you feel the most at peace? The beach. It's why we moved to the beach. And I love this beach. It's called, it's a little highway off the coast of the panhandle of Florida called 30A. And the sand is white and soft. And the, the water is just this beautiful Caribbean blue. And I go to other beaches around the world or country, and I always want to get back to my beach. And so this beach is that exact place. So good. I want to come visit sometime. You need to. Yeah. And last but not least, what are you looking forward to most this next season? I am looking forward to continuing to break off patterns of codependency and live fully satisfied by the complete sufficiency of God. And that's probably not what most people talk about, but this is my... I am looking forward to being free from self-sufficiency and sufficiency based on other people meeting needs that only God was designed to create or meet in me. So good. Well, girl, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, just was so blessed by your story, continually blessed by your friendship. Um, going to go turn on some Andy Grammer now and just rock out and think of you and you guys, all of you here, are you inspired by Leslie's story today? Like me, are you ready for your breakthrough? Are you ready for prayer, for a rock bottom, for someone in your life? Be inspired. Click the link in the show notes or book a time for us to talk about your breakthrough story on my calendar. The link is in my bio on Instagram and Facebook. Remember, break free is possible. It's your turn. For more information, visit www.breakfreestories.com. Break Free Stories is created by Shannon Gleason, produced by Katie Casada, and edited by Ray Kruna. Production assistance by Erin Baldi.
For more information, visit www.breakfreestories.com.